Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, and can you believe it? I mean, we recorded one... 100 episodes of the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. That is amazing. And honestly, we had some amazing guests and there's going to be a lot more. And I can't wait for another 100 episodes. This has been so great. And hopefully if you've been joining in on the little contest that we have been going, we could win a $100 Amazon gift card. We'll be sharing that really, really soon. So make sure you uh, join me on the uh, Instagram well, just follow me on Instagram, at uh, Ken Westcar, and you will announce the winner there very, very shortly. But in today's episode, we are talking to Miguel Franco, and he is a multicultural visionary mentor, transformational, and heart-centered teacher. And he also is a pioneer in the field of bioenergetics bioenergetics you might wonder what has this to do with launching but he speaks about this in a way of energy and you know uh, conscious mind and high flow and um, he has something that he calls subconscious mind which is kind of beyond the subconscious mind and he also talks about high flow states so this is it almost is like you're working outside of your body i know that might sound a little bit crazy for some people but this is a really interesting conversation and it might be a little bit hard to grasp i know i personally had a little bit struggle to kind of grasp the concept of it but it's nonetheless super interesting and he has been doing this for 40 years so he knows what he's talking about and the background he has and he has worked with uh, some really astonishing race drivers as well so this is something that truly works and he has made it work for him as well uh, just take a listen to the episode, keep an open mind, and I'll let Miguel explain it all to you. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar. And today I have Miguel Franco with me. Uh, I want to welcome you, Miguel. Welcome. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me, Ken, for this podcast. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you here as well. Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit before we jumped on, and it seems like this is going to be a really interesting conversation. At least I think so, and I do hope the audience will love it too. We're going to dive a little bit into what some people might call a little bit woo, but we both know that there's definitely some science behind all of this. So, and um, you know, we're talking a lot about energy and that kind of stuff. But um, before we get into any of that, I will offer you to just introduce yourself. So, tell us who you are, who you help, and how you help people. Okay, so I'm Miguel Franco, and basically we transform inner-driven creative leaders into high-flow CEOs so they can redefine their limits, experience high-flow performance, and change the world with their wisdom and passion. Beautiful. Now, obviously, I want to start <laughs> off by you explaining to us what do you mean by high-flow, high-flow CEO, what is all of that? Okay, um, well, high flow 
is a state. I call high flow a state of consciousness in the first place, mm-hmm. and and it is a state that we can access through our superconscious. So let me just go a little bit on that. That simply put, becoming coherent with your superconscious frequency is, in my view, the most powerful, effective, and enjoyable way to experience this high flow performance mm-hmm. or, or a high flow state so that you can create the life and business that we desire without burning ourselves in the process. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, so it, it is basically a state of consciousness that we can reach by becoming coherent with our superconscious. Mm-hmm. So how, how does that look like for a high flow CEO? Is that someone who is really on understanding the state of, you know, just being yes, yes, because conscious? I call high flow CEO is not only the CEO of a business, it's the, being the CEO of our life too. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's the ability of giving our thoughts, feelings, and actions more direction, flow, and purpose. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean by being a high flow CEO. This is what a high flow CEO is all about. Someone who can bring coherence to our thoughts, feelings, and actions and giving them direction, flow, and purpose. Exactly. All right. Um, how, um, yeah, you talk about high flow and, you know, high flow state. What kind of, I guess, I'm not, I want, I want to say feelings, but what are we looking at specifically if we're talking about high flow? Because you mentioned some, a couple of things that we talked about before we jumped on about uh, joy and passion and stuff like that. Yes. The, I mean, we can know when we're experiencing that state, when we are experience abundance. And by abundance, it means like when you feel that you are whole and complete. And when we perceive ourselves as whole and complete, there's no lack. And when there is no lack, there is joy, there is uh, passion, there is certainty, there is no knowingness. Um, so it is a state that is an experience, is not like something that is um, uh, too cognitive. It's very experiential. In fact, it's a precognitive state. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like a lot of these things are like high vibrating energy. So there's a lot of positivity around it. So you kind of shut the negativity out or how does that work? Well, I think uh, we we live in a vibrational universe. I mean, this is not woo-woo, right? Everything is energy. Yeah. And and in any um, in, when you talk about vibration, we talk about a spectrum. So in a spectrum, you have sides, right, or mm-hmm. or, or polarities, so to speak. So we have fear we have desire we have joy we have sadness you know that kind of thing so in a sense it is what it is the vibration is there the difference is which one or which ones we decide to be more active in our mm-hmm. space which ones do we want to activate more and and we do have like a an ability to activate whatever we want 
through our right. attention. Yeah, so and that's kind of where you come in with consciousness and just being aware of what you tap into, what you want to activate. Yes, what we what you want to access in the first place, and when you do, what do you want to focus on? Mm-hmm. And the more we develop this ability to 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 detach, for example, to become an observer of energy, uh, then we can we are more free to make choices of which ones do we want to activate in our frequency. Mm -hmm. So, and that can raise our frequency because we can have our overall vibration um, with what we can call the more positive aspects. Mm -hmm. But what can be positive for me can be negative for you. So it's more like, uh, uh, you know, what is more in affinity with your own processes, with your own life, with your own path. So, and that's what makes one more uh, vibrant, let's say, if we we can focus on the desires of your soul, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I call that our core passions or our core intentions, our core desires. And how do we, um, how do we kind of learn how to tap into or activate those states yeah there are there are several ways of doing um i created a whole methodology for this but Mm -hmm. uh, the the process is very simple in a sense it's really finding a neutral space within yourself uh to first become an observer of energy which we can do through intention in the first place and we can start activating that through our breathing process you know it's like there are many meditation techniques that lead lead into those states i call my process i don't use the term meditation too much i I prefer to use intentional visualizations because we 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 do whatever we do is within with intention it's not Mm -hmm. contemplative it's not waiting for something to happen in a sense we activate what we want to happen in the first place. So, and we can do that through that state. And we can even measure how we are getting there, for example, with brain waves. Basically, we decrease our activity in the beta state, you know, the and down to alpha and down to theta. Theta waves are that state where we are falling asleep or when we are waking up um Mm -hmm. you know so but we can consciously do that through our own process i have a a whole system how we can do that (laughs) and achieve that in a very few minutes and and then from there we start the process of um defining our space and, and kind of bringing ourselves, our thoughts, feelings, and actions into coherence. So we create what I call the, the a heart-brain coherent state because basically we access that superconscious through our biofields. And the largest biofield or the most powerful biofield we have is the one generated by the heart. 
Mm-hmm. So, and when we do that, we access um, that biofield, which is kind of coherent with the our superconscious, which is that part of us that's the non-physical aspect of ourselves that vibrates in the quantum field, zero point, whatever name you want to give to it, and and where infinite infinite possibilities exist, it's beyond space and time. But we we can be there. We can access that through our biofields. And this is pretty much a precognitive state. With Mm -hmm. practice, we can stay on this precognitive state for a long time. And and from there, we can also repattern our brain and not through our superconscious. So this technology is very different from what most people do in terms of subconscious reprogramming let's reprogram the subconscious you know this is more like imprinting the subconscious with or imprinting our brain repattern our brain to change our subconscious with our frequency from the superconscious okay so so if that makes sense i hope i explained a little (laughs) bit on that but it's more like we access information from our superconscious, from this quantum field, from from a place beyond space-time, and bring that frequency through our biofields, and that is generated by the heart. And we can even measure. There are instruments to measure all this that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we send the information up to our brain, because also the heart has more neural connections than the brain in a sense and and we repattern the neural nets with that frequency and and that can completely kind of transform our subconscious if we become more conscious of our superconscious right right yeah that it's um yeah it's a lot to take in um definitely <laughs> a lot of superconscious mind and you know uh, the quantum and all of that, obviously, um, but it, the superconscious mind is—is is that like beyond what we have as a conscious mind? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, it, it is beyond because it it vibrates in a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. It vibrates in the non-physical. It vibrates in the quantum field, and it goes beyond space and time. So, in many ways, when we do this, we I don't like the word transcend because it's, it can, can sound a little mystical. Uh, yep. But in a sense, we we bypass, let's say, our identities, our personality, our belief systems, everything. So we become um, neutral to, to who we are, in a sense. So we lose that sense of self mm-hmm. uh, to to be able to access that information. And of course, then we can go into a a more, a deeper process here of, um, in my, I have a a theory on this, it's called core interaction theory, is my framework. Okay. Where when we do this, uh, I call our ego a very, my, my approach to the ego is very different from Eastern interpretations or other interpretations out there. I see the ego as an interface between the superconscious and the way 
we interact in the 3D in, in okay. this physical form. Yeah. So the, the ego becomes this interface. And the, the challenge we have is that how we can transcend, for example, this ego, which has the basically our sense of self, to access information that is not part of the sense of self in the present moment. But when we do that, this the superconscious can repattern our ego or can, let's say, update its frequency to vibrate in a way that is we are go then we start interacting with the planet with what I call the healthy ego, with our more positive aspects, with our more the the aspects of ourselves that are necessary for us to create change. Mm -hmm. Because the ego can get stuck in into the beliefs that we have in the, from our programming and all that stuff, from our personality traits and even from our biochemistry. So when we do that, we create some, uh, I call this the ego structure. So we can kind of repattern this ego structure with new information. That's what I'm saying that about bringing the information through the heart and the heart will send information up to the brain that is going to repattern that because the brain has more the ego structure imprinted in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know it's a lot to unpack, but <laughs> it I'm is, trying just to, <laughs> to make uh, as simple as possible. It's basically, in a sense, it's very simple. It's, it's more like, think about your operating system. The ego is your operating system. And then you download an update. And yeah. then the, the system, the, you know, your computer is going to function in a different way. Exactly, yeah. But the computer is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. What changed was the operating system. Right, yeah. Metaphors so, are good. <laughs> Metaphors are good. Yeah. So we just we just upgrade our operating system, basically. And we can do that on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But is it easy to access your subconscious mind? I mean, you said you don't want to use the word meditate or anything like that, but can you access the subconscious mind or the, um, what is the superconscious mind when you're doing things? I mean... Is that something you Definitely. tap into immediately? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Um, working, for example, it's a good example when you put yourself into, um, let's go back to the flow state. So, yeah. so, so some people describe that flow state when you become completely absorbed with an activity, you know, mm -hmm. that was Mihai Sent Mihai was the godfather of the flow movement as a psychologist that introduced this term in the early 90s mm -hmm. and and described the whole process of how we achieved that. So being the zone, for example. So right. being the being the zone can be a gateway to high flow, but it's not high flow. Okay, uh, but it can be a gateway because it can enhance that state of okay, I'm here now. Let's go a little higher. An mm -hmm. example of the high flow um, on a short term basis is a performance, say a virtuoso, uh, 
I love the race car driver because that's how I achieve my high flow in many ways is by driving mm-hmm. uh, at high speeds. And and it's a very much a precognitive state. You know, you are not thinking about, oh, it's time to brake, it's time to turn, it's time to do this. You just do it. It's yeah. very instinctive. So when you are in that state, um, that's when you are really accessing information from the superconscious. So that's an example of how you can do it on a momentarily way, let's say, because you are in an activity that can do that. But beyond that, we can do, because it's a frequency that vibrates, it's more like even when you drop out of warp speed, when you drop out of the this super conscious uh, feeling of this high, and it, it is a high because you experience in your body. You know, it's really your biochemistry shifts quite a bit mm-hmm. when you do this. It's dopamine with serotonin. It's a cocktail of neurotransmitters <laughs> that gets activated, and and you feel it. You experience those endorphins and all that. But even after that is done. It, it can continue if you keep yourself grounded in, 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 in an energy frequency that can stay with you. Even if you get even depressed for a while, it can be high-flowing. Right. Maybe okay. contradictory, but it can yeah. stay there. Hmm. That's interesting. So, Absolutely. And that is very helpful for, I know, your audience is the the CEOs of digital CEOs or people launching and all that, it is very, very helpful for when you are working through uh, your process because it's challenging to stay in a high level energy while doing all, having all this stuff going on, Facebook ads being shut down and, you know, and <laughs> whatever it is that happens in a launch, you know what I mean? And, um, and you can be in a high flow state while going through this, so you are not affected by the challenges that you have. Yeah, you but you know, still the, experience the challenges, though. It's not like you do experience, of course. Yeah. You're human, but it's not like you uh, you can see those challenges from a completely different perspective, mm-hmm. which gives you more confidence, no matter if how many times you bomb or things don't work, your launch kind of fails, you know, mm-hmm. and all that, you can go through this even for years without losing your faith in yeah. yourself. I would say it probably is, you'll probably see more opportunities versus problems and challenges in this kind of state, probably. Yes. And you welcome those too. Yeah. Because you... When this happens, is an opportunity for us to access our creativity. Mm-hmm. And there is no more rewarding energy to flow through us than creative energy. So when, when we are in this space of high flow and we can consciously access that, we experience the creative juices flowing through us. So when you have a problem, you want to solve this problem, you have to have creative energy through you. Otherwise, you get stuck. That's why people mm-hmm. get stuck. Mm-hmm. So the more you practice being in, in, in 
in a higher level or in a higher frequency, the more your, your creativity will be available to you, which we all have at any time we want. And when we allow that to flow through us, it's life-given. So that's the joy that I'm talking about because you, you can experience the joy of solving the problem. Right. You yeah. know, you may be in the problem. Maybe you lost money. Maybe you didn't work. Maybe you are working hard, whatever it is. But you are experiencing joy at that moment. And that's what it counts is the experience. So the experience is going to dictate a lot of the outcomes because sometimes you, you lose something, but you are going to gain something else. The problem is that we are too attached to, to outcomes in the short term and mm -hmm. we're not looking at a long-term process. Yeah. You know, well, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned a little bit about your story and how you kind of got into this before we jumped on. Um, I'd love for you to share a little bit of that and how you kind of discovered this high flow and superconscious mind and all of that, because it's, it's really an amazing story. Okay. Well, first of all, we talked that uh, I've been sensitive to energy since a young kid, yeah. very young kid. Uh, but apart from that, which put me in a, in a very interesting path, you know, in my early teens, basically, I was studying Buddhism. I went through spiritual centers in Brazil. I'm a, originally from Brazil. And in Brazil, this is very popular, too, you know. So mediumship, life after life, talking to spirits and all that this is part of the day-to-day -day of every Brazilian, basically. <laughs> so uh, I... I start studying those centers, healing centers, to get some control of what I was experiencing because it was driving me crazy. I didn't know what it was. But anyway, uh, even going through that, what really changed a lot for me was a near-death experience that I had through a car accident where I really crossed the, <laughs> to the other side. And... Uh, and it was an amazing experience. And I believe everybody who goes through this will tell the same. Yeah. You know, that you experience that unconditional love, that, that, that indescribable love, really, so intense. And, and, and then I came back to the body, into a very damaged body, you know, and I had a concussion. In fact, it's, this affected me a lot over the years. But at that time, I was just happy that I was back. And, and I knew that I had to find a way to explain that. And that became my mission, in a sense. Uh, yeah, you so, wanted to explain how you crossed over and came back. Basically. Yes, yeah. basically. And and what is in the other side, <laughs> to, so to speak. And, and um, but also in a very scientific way, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a mechanical engineer. So, I, so engineering was very much part of my whole process of creating systems to, to understand um, 
this, how how these things work, how energy really works, how what is coherence, how to get coherent with, because uh, basically what it is is the universe is is a coherent system. You know there are infinite systems and they work in coherence or out of coherence. Mm-hmm. And and when we can get into that process of understanding this, then that's when we we achieve more control of of in, become more intentional about our thoughts and feelings. And when we do, then we can give direction and purpose to them through our actions too. Mm-hmm. So when our thoughts and feelings become coherent. Well, when you think what you feel and what you feel what you think and and this thought feeling pattern become coherent which can become coherent in a low vibration you can think and feel crap and you can think yeah. and feel good stuff so but when you feel coherent in a higher frequency magic happens that's when you really raise your overall vibration your overall frequency and become more coherent with aspects of your life that is really part of your soul or so to speak you know part of who you are in this lifetime what you came here for it's like you become really aligned or coherent with your purpose Mm. you know it's not that i believe we just have one purpose in life but we do have a purpose for this lifetime, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you used this um, when you started race driving, and you also taught this to other race drivers, right? Yeah, I at first, I mean, racing is my passion, and I, uh, I mentioned that I, I raced go karts with Ayrton Senna, who became a three-time Formula One world champion, considered like the top driver of all times at least for Brazilians, mm-hmm. but uh, um, but he was very mystical too, and and he had those experiences of uh, being like he described it many times, being uh, being in an altered dimension, a different dimension where he like something else took over his driving, and I had right. those experiences when I drove carts. So I could relate very much to it, and I love racing anyway, and I love driving. So uh, when I had an opportunity after, in fact, after his death, and after I published my second book in Brazil, where I also had a training center, I was I, I trained a lot of people in, in this process back then. That was in the 90s, early 90s, mm-hmm. mid-90s. And... And I was commuting from California. I lived in California for a long time too. So uh, I was teaching this. And when I published my second book, I, I spoke in a, in the largest human resource conference in Latin America, over 1,000 people. And a lot of companies came after me to, hey, we are interested in this thing. You know, mm-hmm. and and at that time, I mean, you couldn't even talk about meditation in companies. You know, nobody personal <laughs> development in organizations was, was was a no no. Nobody yeah. would go, but people really got interested in 
on, on this because I always refer to racing and racing is something that people understand in Brazil. And exactly. Ayrton was like a god that still mm -hmm. is. So I developed a project for a major global company, Rayovac, they manufacture batteries. And for a one-year long process of teaching how to achieve that, that state to increase performance and well-being was pretty much a very pioneer work because their human resources were very different from every company that I've been to. They were really heart-centered. I mean, mm -hmm. literally. It was really like they wanted to develop something that would open the hearts of the people to develop more affinity, more uh, uh, connection between them so everybody could work better together. And they saw my product as this technology as a way of doing this, which was extraordinary. I said, I thought, well, great. And and then I said, well, you know what? We can do that in a, in a very real manner because I can not only create this training for you, but I can demonstrate through racing how this process will happen to for us to overcome re, overcoming our or redefine our limits to overcome our subconscious programming through the superconscious. And and they were very interested on that, so I created a whole program, and they sponsored me to race here in California. Uh, Formula Mazda, which is kind of a Formula 3 car, very powerful, and basically I had no experience in racing. <laughs> so that was a huge challenge. But I said, you see, by working through this, we can access that information and improve ourselves and redefine our limits all the time. And so throughout the year, I would race and then go there and teach. So I commute like crazy. And, um, but I was able to start from the back in the racing, end up at the front. You know, I won a race. I was second in the championship, runner up, very close to the leader in points. And, and I improved my performance every time I drove. Mm -hmm. by, by just practicing these techniques. So how to increase performance, you know, and well-being too, because you stay, this state is so joyful, so relaxed. I mean, your, your whole nervous system gets re a reset. You become really coherent. You're sympathetic and parasympathetic um, nervous system. So, mm -hmm. and we can measure that even to today much more than before you know the, when i first taught this um and that's how basically that program went you know like um the real deal of how to apply this in real life and yeah. and but also using not only the the visualizations was also very pragmatic as well because as my engineer, that's what they loved about it because as an engineer, I created a lot of uh, cognitive processes too. You know, you access that information and then how do you really apply in real life? You do have to do some planning. You have to execute processes, you know, and all that. And mm -hmm. I created those processes too. So it was an integration of both. It wasn't just 
an ethereal process was very much practical too. So it's the integration of both that created the results. And that's why the driving is too, is not only accessing, but you have to do it. You have to, yeah. you have to set up the car. You have to understand what the car is doing, how to improve the car performance, how to communicate that with the mechanic, how to create a team spirit, because otherwise you don't go anywhere if you don't have the support of other people. You know, and so on and so forth. So we work on relationships. I mean, it was a, it's a lot of stuff that came through. Um, yeah, but it, the, it's a lot of the same thing that you would have to apply to a business as well. You know, building relationships, creating a team, all that stuff. Exactly. So I translated what happened in the racetrack to the workplace. Mm-hmm. Risk management, uh, managing budgets, everything. Uh teamwork, I mean, you name it, whatever, competing at 150, 160 miles an hour, wheel to wheel can bring, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I brought it to the reality of the workplace. So, so giving more purpose, you know, getting to the mission of the company, the vision of the company, achieving the goals how departments would work together, better work together when there was this communication going. And and I worked from all levels of the organization, from the CEO to the factory worker. They were all part of it, 500 mm-hmm. people. You know, yeah. it was a beautiful project. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, if we were to give people something a little bit more tangible in how to become a high flow CEO. Do we have something that you can give them something tangible? Tangible. In terms of, no. you know, this is like a, a step-by-step process or something just well, to I have, get them started. I, in the... I have a whole system and course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That. Obviously, and, we're not going in depth there, but I'm just thinking if you have something a little bit high level, for people to kind of get started to look at this and see if that's something that could work for them. Well, yes, there'll be, there will be a, a couple of weeks. Uh, there will be a free training. In fact, where I'll be introducing the high flow performance um, technology for people. It's a free mm-hmm. training, you know, that people can access and, and go through it uh, with, everything explained, there'll be exercises and all that. Uh, For now, all I can say is that one has to really just trust themselves, open their hearts, you know, and, and, and be more, I mean, I would say that raising self-esteem and self-worth is key. Mm -hmm. Because without that, if you don't love yourself, if you don't trust yourself, then you cannot access higher frequencies. You know, to to go to higher place, you really need to open up your heart first to yourself, then to your processes, then to your life, and, and become more compassionate about stuff that's going on. Forgive yourself. In fact, one of the courses that I give for free uh, in one of part of the bonus and packages <laughs> is a forgiveness course. I start people there, mm-hmm. you know, to learn how to 
to forgive yourself, how to forgive others, how to become more compassionate, let go of shame, guilt, blame, resentments, yeah. uh, and all that. When when you do, you really dissolve a lot of crap that holds you back and Absolutely. then allows you to move forward. You know, that's, I think, the if there is a practical thing to do, that's it. And don't need to be my course. It can be any any process that anybody knows. It can be a thought. It can be just you reflecting today. Yeah, I'm feeling guilt about this, or I'm I'm resentful about that. Just ask yourself, how can you let go of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and 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 do it. I I do have processes to help people to do yeah. that. Yeah, and there's <laughs> a little bit more to it than just okay, I'll let it go because you're yeah. not just gonna let it go just like that. But uh. But it can be. That's the thing. It can be, yeah. And, and the way it can be is appreciation. You know, it's like everybody talks about gratitude. And it is true. It's become grateful to, to what is available to you right now. It's become grateful to, like, even an information that you are receiving. You know, it's being grateful for the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Being grateful for whatever you can find something to be grateful. And we have plenty to be grateful for, you know, a roof on their head, food on the table, whatever it is, small little things. Mm-hmm. And, and gratitude and being appreciative of the beauty in your life right now, which we can find even in the darkest moments, is the way out. Uh, one thing that I didn't mention is when I had this accident, car accident, that completely, I also had a huge brain concussion, which wasn't detect, detected at that time. Okay. And that impacted me a lot later on in life and brought me, I went through the dark night of the soul, as some people call it, you know, the, the real difficult period. And, and, and I didn't know that I had a brain concussion. That was because of that. But a big thing that helped me, and even with all my knowledge in accessing the superconscious and all that, the brain wasn't functioning well. Mm-hmm. And one way of changing that was really appreciation. It was really like forcing myself to appreciate a living in a beautiful place here, that to appreciate the beauty. Mm-hmm. And just appreciation really helped me change even brain patterns, brain neural associations that were damaged because of the impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's a lot to, you know, unpack with this and we can't get any further with it on a podcast episode, obviously. But I would love for people to sign up for the free training that you have, obviously. So we'll definitely link that up in show notes. And um, hopefully you'll be doing that multiple times so people can join later on as well when they listen to this episode. I'm not, in fact, that's part of this whole online thing. And I know your audience is is online people too and doing lounges. I I believe that... um, it's good to share your knowledge, you see, to share what you have. And and I love to give freely, too. It's not only to keep, oh, sign up for my thing and then you'll be, <laughs> you know. No, it's not. It's just that it's my mission in life. In fact, it's a very important to say that my mission is 
or my vision mm-hmm. is a planet that works for everyone. That's my vision. And that is only possible through the heart, through compassion, through unconditional love. And it mm. starts with our own selves, you know. So in sharing how to do this, even if it's in a very simple, basic way, can help a lot of people. And that's part of what I want to do is I want to help people. And, mm. I, and, and I'll be helping myself, you know. If, if everybody starts helping each other... We can get out of this situation, exactly. you know. Like so you, sure. I appreciate the opportunity here to be here, for example. This is wonderful. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart because you're helping me. You're most welcome. Absolutely. But um, if people want to learn a little bit more about this, um, there's probably somewhere they can connect with you or you have a website or something like that. Highflowceo.com simple straightforward highflowceo.com in fact in instagram which i'm not big in social media you know but it's there facebook mm-hmm. highflowceo uh so highflowceo on instagram and highflowceo.com that'll be my hub from now you know the the place where people can contact and see my, I, I share some of those stories there too mm-hmm. um, you know it's out there there's case study of people i mean i i i feel so proud of it because i i'm putting this together soon two weeks will be online everything and 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 the creative energy that came through me to write this was so beautiful and i feel so good about this (laughs) well we'll help you share that message through this podcast so Hopefully, people can get uh, some learn a little bit more about how high flow by just visiting your website and connecting with you. But um, appreciate you coming on the podcast um, and j- just sharing your knowledge on on this topic. Thank you so much, and I appreciate the opportunity for sharing it in the first Absolutely. place. Absolutely, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. And thank you to everybody who's been listening. And we'll catch up again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.